Welcome to the Just Joking Podcast. I am one half of the podcast, King. And I'm Joe. And we are coming at you live Wednesday, August the 10th in video format, streaming across both Facebook and YouTube at Just Joking Podcast. We also put this out there across audio platforms on most major podcast platforms. Just look us up at Just Joking Podcast. Here at the Just Joking Podcast, we talk about things that are relevant to us. We talk about mental health. We talk about uh, life in general. And Joe and I just give our observations and um, feedback, if you will, across things that's happening out there in the world. Okay, So if you are asking yourself, why should I listen to these two yahoos? First of all, I'm handsome. I'm not going to speak for Joe, but I'm handsome. And second of all, look at our beards, man. His beard is getting all all out there. He's got the great, you know, like the the he's got the wisdom whites in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to get like you, man. Hey, how do I get my whites in my beard? I need to hurry up and have mine come in, bro. What's your secret? Stress. All right. Hey, if it's good stress, send it to me. If it's bad stress. (laughs) If it was good stress, it wouldn't make my hair go white. (laughs) Okay. Hey, man. First of all, let's just jump right into it. Let's start it off by how we first started off. I'm going to tell you before I ask you, Mm. uh, it was nice to see you this past weekend, even even if it was only for a little bit. Uh, we had a chance to see each other at a a picnic for other veterans and their families. So it was good to see kind of the extended people of some people that we would consider some good friends um, and things like that. So uh, how was your how was your week, man? How, how are you doing? How's your physical? How's your mental? How's your finances? Um, that's a lot. Um, mental's okay. Mental's doing good. I mean, as good as it can be, you know, um, we're coming up on, this is August. It's about eight months where the VA hasn't seen me for mental health. Um, still trying to get appointments, still trying to get stuff. I'm supposed to see somebody every two weeks and I haven't seen somebody since January, not officially, you know, like therapy, none of that. Uh, so, you know, I'm holding on in that regard. Like, I'm just trying to not 
lose my shit. Uh, financially, we're fine. You know, we got a lot of moving pieces, trying to always stay above water, that kind of thing. Um, the physical, I mean, I'm lazy as shit. I got to get more motivated. <laughs> I got to do more shit, man. I'm not doing nothing. Like I say, I'm not doing anything, but I have like three podcasts that I participate in. Uh, you know, I do a lot of creative things. Um, I'm just not physically active and that's my biggest, that's going to be my downfall in the end. Okay. So, how about you, man? How you doing? Man. Um, before I get into me, is Jim not keeping you active? Cause I know you got to do things with her. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I take her out, I play with her, I walk her around, but I mean, that's not a lot. I'm not doing, I'm not doing a lot when I do those things, you know? Got you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you asked about me, man. All right. So I had a comp and pen exam this past mm. Friday. I mm. think that with the things that's going on with me, that I will qualify for some stuff that I should have been rated on initially so we'll have to see how the comp and pen raters or benefits people yeah. look at my claim after the examiner wrote up what they wrote about me you know it's kind of hard to tell nothing's really a guarantee on anything like that but i feel pretty confident that at least the assessment was fair and that I would qualify based on what the it's called the Vassar V A S R D V A schedules of ratings for disability. Mm. Um, I feel confident that the things that I have, I would uh, I'd rate for. So we'll see. Um, uh, my birthday was August the fourth, so I lived to be thirty eight years old. All right. Yes, sir. And I'm happy about that. It's going to sound cheesy, but for me, man, every day that I wake up and get a chance to see another day is a good day. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's there's things that's going to happen that's going to, you know, life has its ups and downs and whatnot. But, you know, I'm not a believer in, hey, you know, there's an afterlife or anything like that. I think this is it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going to mm. do what I can with however long I've got and yeah. enjoy it, you know. Yeah, enjoy so the time you got. Yep. So so that's my physical. My mentals is good as well. I returned my daughter to her mother. That just it, it don't sound right, but you know, I am a co-parenting person and my daughter is with me primarily over the summers. And today was her day going back so that she could get acclimated. That's a big word, acclimated. Four syllables. Hey, I used the word bigger than three syllables today. And, nice. uh, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty good. It was pretty good spending time with her. She actually did a live stream with me on my YouTube channel yesterday where I do this thing called chats with dads, where typically I have a chat with other dads, me and you've done it, you know, and things like that. But, uh, wait, have me and you've done it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 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 so it was actually her idea to come on with me and and do it so i try to take advantage of anytime she wants to do stuff with dear old dad man dad i'm, I'm like bet tell me what i need to do um and let's see mentals is good and, and the financials man i've been working a financial plan to reduce debt 
I bring that up because people don't really like to talk about finances a lot. It's a boring topic. It's also kind of invasive or whatnot. But at the same time, finances are what causes stress. It, it's what like it's what causes uh, breaks relationships and things like that. Whether it's a marriage or you know a friendship or some other type of bond. So, you know, one of the things that I'm starting to really have a conversation with people, especially people who I care about is, you know, how is your finances? Like, are they good? Are they shitty? Can you improve? Like, is it stressing you out? Because those are things that can happen, but yet people don't really talk about it a lot. So yeah, want to bring that out to the forefront. And for the people that are watching or listening, you know, um, if you have the opportunity to open up or maybe even help somebody do it, you know, but be honest about it. I, the, some people, they, they kind of hide what's going on because they might be embarrassed to talk about it, but you know, yeah, I think talking about it like this at least can help start the conversation of yeah. uh, getting other people to talk about it as well. Yeah. I think with finances, it's, oh, it's a touchy subject because it, it, it show it tells the truth about what, how you're living and you know, what you got going on and stuff like that. And that's that's more invasive. That's as invasive as giving out personal and private information. Mm -hmm. So, yep. All right. Well, hey, man, let's get right into the show. <sighs> we have a couple of different topics that that we're going to bring up today and get feedback on. And then we're going to end with a word of the day before we depart. First thing first. First impressions. Do you have a mantra or have you heard of anything about first impressions in general? No, but I, I mean, I know the mantra that first impressions are lasting impressions. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that that's very true. Um, I, I mean, it's obvious. Um, I find that, yeah, you can really stick to a first impression despite like, like, and years later, find out the person's not what you thought they were. Like you can hold on to a first impression that long, you know. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's 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 my familiarity with with first impressions. <laughs> so for me, when you get the opportunity to meet people, you never know who they are or what type of impression you're going to leave on them. And for sometimes. When things happen, you you want to make sure that you put your best foot forward. And that goes in the case of this guy who was leaving for Army basic training, mm. okay, and happened to be seated next to a major general, which is a two-star in the military. And this particular general also at one point was the commanding general of the training center that he was going to be going to. So as he's sitting down, you know, the two strangers strike up a conversation and uh, Tyrese Melvin, who was the young man shipped off to be basic, to go to basic training, uh, ended up sitting next to this uh, two-star general by the name of General Milford H. Beagle Jr. And um, at the end of it, the general tweeted about the encounter where he said, interesting flight from Germany. Nice young man sits next to me. Niceties exchanged. He asked, are you in the military? 
to which the general put in captions, not sure what gave it away, because <laughs> he's wearing a, a, I guess like a... a it's a 10th Mountain a, hat. Or, okay, 10th Mountain right there on his ball cap. Yeah. And then the general said that he asked the same, to which the guys, the Melvin, the young man that was going in said, I'm reporting to basic training. And then the general added Fort Jackson and said, let's just say this is the best prepared trainee ever. And I saw that, man. And seeing seeing that made me smile. Yeah. You know, because you got these two guys, you got this general who, you know, because based on the fact that he's a general, he's older. He's he's been around the block, you know, yeah. he's, and yeah. he's gotten the respect of his peers to make it to that type of rank and this young man here it's hard to say his age he looks like he might be older than 20 21 you know yeah but um, he looks very young but but also it could be you know most people enlist between the ages of 18 to 20 um you know so this guy could be around that age range as well and he's flying from germany to enlist so i'm wondering if he was the child of somebody in the military as well you know yeah um so things kind of came around full circle because um let's see there was a point in here it says as the two parted ways at the end of the flight major general beagle handed melvin a note and told him not to read it until he got to fort jackson and on that note was written three things. Always quit tomorrow. You can try and fail, but never fail to try. And never let anybody ever tell you what you cannot do. And I'm not going to front. I was confused by this. Can you get a little bit more into how you would have interpreted this? Oh, well, they're all they're all motivational little motivational quotes like if you always quit tomorrow you never quit today you know oh yeah yeah oh so 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 always give today your best because you can quit tomorrow but then tomorrow comes and it's you quit tomorrow you know what i mean like you never quit um it's another it's a great it's a fancy way of saying never quit uh you can you can try and fail but never fail to try is you know you can fail at something but if you've if you didn't even try it you failed automatically you know, so give it a shot. You know, you might not fail, especially, you know, as you progress through your career and you get better and better at things, you're going to fail a few times, but as you get better at it, you know, you'll, you won't fail as much, you know? Okay. And obviously the other one's very obvious. <laughs> got you. Got you. Now, um, the great part about this, as you can see in this photo, okay, this is the, the major general here. And if you take a look, you can see that the young man is now in his military uniform and he showed up for his graduation three months later. And uh, in this article, it says a week ago, which this was published uh, August the 5th. So uh, it says a week ago from that date, the two were reunited as Melvin, a newly christened private um the major general was the guest speaker at his July 28th basic training graduation. And this next part to me is what true leadership is. He's quoted as saying, people said, 
Now you gotta speak at his graduation. You've got to close that loop. Beagle told graduates uh, and crowds of families at Fort Jackson. That is how I was coerced to come here today. And man, I have to give that general props. Yeah, that's one of the good stories. You know, meeting that young man, props for deciding to write him a letter to inspire him and props for coming back and speaking at the graduation, man. That is, to me, a true sign of leadership, a true sign of somebody that cares and that young soldier is going to have a memory that's that's going to last him and a good way to mm-hmm. kick off his army yeah. career. Hell of a way to start your career. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you have anybody like that man at the beginning? Not necessarily on that level, but can you think of any encounters maybe as you were at MEPS or on your way to basic training that left a positive impression on you? Um, On the way to basic. So like we left um, the MEPS station, they brought us all to a hotel on Staten Island the night before and the Wu-Tang Clan tour bus shows up at the hotel the night before we're supposed to ship out to basic training the next day. So that that was pretty dope. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. A bunch of the clan was there. It was fucking awesome. Nice. Nice. All right, man. Cool. I personally didn't have any event or anything like that. I was... I enlisted in the Air Force and where I lived at the time, there really wasn't a lot of Air Force people or representation around. So I didn't have that look to go, oh, there's another airman, you know, let me ask them. I did have something stupid happen. So you know how this was after 9-11. I enlisted September of 2002 and 9-11 happened September of 2001. And that's when a lot of flying related laws and rules changed. Mm. Well, my dumb behind on one of my airport connecting flights to get the basic training left a bag on a mm. uh, like the seat, basically. And I had mm. talked to a mate of mine. So when you go to MEPS, you uh, are there with other potential recruits as you go through your initial physical and things like that. And you kind of form, or at least I did anyway, I formed some friendships there as we're all, you know, going through this new thing in life together. And I had asked the guy, I said, Hey, I'm going to go to the restroom. Can you watch my bag? He said, sure. I come back to security surrounding the area that I had just walked away from. And I'm like trying to figure out what's what's going on. And the guy had walked away and forgot to take my bag. So I'm now getting questioned to the third degree. I was 15 minutes away from boarding and they're still like grilling me. And I was afraid I was going to miss my flight. And my friend, when he sees this, he doesn't approach me. He kind of like looks, I lock eyes with him and he kind of looks and then does this number here and goes away. Man, I was so mad at him for that, for what he did, to which I then ultimately came and said, like, that was kind of like my first lesson in 
you know, you can't really depend on anybody. Could I have taken my bag with me, Joe? Absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah, you absolutely. know, I asked him. He said yes. He steps away for something. And it almost cost me to miss my flight to Air Force Basic Training in San Antonio. So that's my early, that's one of the earliest instances of like getting into the military that I can think of. And I'll definitely never forget that. Yeah. That's <laughs> a, you know, I hate to say it. That's a funny 9-11 joke. Like it's a funny 9-11 story. I hate to say it that way um, because it's not a lot funny about that. But I had a funny 9-11 story too. Oh, um, go ahead and share it. It was around – so I had been in the Army for a while when 9-11 happened. And it changed everything. Like life completely changed. Uh, it went from open bases, like everybody could just drive to, to work every day, to gates coming up and security checkpoints and, and uh, vehicle checks and stuff like that. So, and it was, this was like right around when, um, this is right around when the security checkpoints started popping up on the basis. So it's right, very close to nine 11. Um, maybe a few weeks or months later, um, I'm driving on base with my Ford POS. It's a really old car. It's my first car, uh, piece of shit, but I bought it from somebody who fixed it up and it was good. It was a good car. It was just really old and beat up. Um, yeah. I was driving on base and a hose blew and it it was so loud that the security guards came running up traffic thinking that a, that somebody shot or something or something mm. was going to blow up or something. I was mm -hmm. like, no, no, just blew a valve, just blew a valve. <laughs> Nothing crazy. <laughs> Popped the hood. They saw the smoke. You know what I mean? Like, but it was tense. It was tense because nobody knew what was going to happen at that time. You know, everybody was freaking out. You know, because nine eleven was unheard of. You know, mm -hmm. so like even small things like your car blowing a, a, a hose, like caused people to freak out. It's crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right that... before PT early in the morning, you know, or right before work call. Oh man, oh, oh, mm -hmm. that yeah, that is uh, that's funny. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's kind of yeah. one of those things that it's like. Mm. That, Crazy, that right? could have gone sideways if the dudes would have showed up ready for some action. Yeah. You know? Uh, let's take a look at this next story, man. I can't remember, and this is bad on me, if we talked about Brittany Griner on the Just Joking podcast. But if not. Okay, so for those of y'all that might not be aware of who this person is, Brittany Griner is a WNBA star who was playing overseas in Russia. Now, I don't know about you, Joe, but I, you couldn't pay me within the last three years. I don't think there's any amount of money that I would have taken to have gone over to Russia to do mm. anything like sports-related mm -hmm. or work-related. Couldn't get me to do it. Mm -mm. You could say, King, I'll give you a million dollars a month for two years on a two-year contract. And I'm going to be like, hey, man, I'm going to have to pass up that opportunity, player. Right. So. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be me. Yep. Couldn't be me. So this person is uh, an athlete, a professional athlete that was overseas playing professional basketball in Russia as well. And she got arrested uh, early February of 2022. 
and accused of smuggling vape cartridges with cannabis oil. And it was about 19 grams, I believe, or uh, let me see if I can find it on this article here before I display it. I can't find exactly how much. It wasn't but, a lot. But it wasn't a lot. Like, it wasn't this big, huge amount or whatnot. And she was just recently found guilty last Thursday and sentenced to nine years in prison uh, for the drug charges. So I'm going to brutal pull that up on the screen here. And a lot of people are urging for her release, saying that, you know, it's not right. She wasn't there. The The charges were um, that she was, she had it with uh, possession and uh, intent to distribute or whatnot. And uh, Brittany argued that while she's guilty, it wasn't like she intentionally meant to have that in her suitcase as well mm. all right which i'm gonna say this uh you know uh, so 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 while she pleaded guilty in her closing argument she said i never meant to hurt anybody and i never meant to put in jeopardy the russian population uh or bring or break any laws here and that her lawyers previously argued that she only uses cannabis medically and has never used it while in Russia, which I'm going to take, hold on, zoom in on me, assistant. I'm going to say, mm-hmm. So you're going to have it while you're over there in Russia, but you never used it while in Russia. Hey, like if I, I mean, I might have crossed the border and used it, but I never used it while I was in Russia. I'm just going to say, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, I I think that that's very interesting too, because she's an active WNBA player, right? Or is Correct. she retired? No, no, she is not retired. She is an active WNBA player, but doing. So what is she using? So then, what is she using cannabis for medically? Mm-hmm. I so so, not... so that sounds like you're using it recreationally because you cannot use drugs while you're an active NBA player. See, I'm wondering, and I'll say this, and I'll be ignorant, and I don't know. She was over there for the like the off season of the WNBA. Are the rules different if you're playing in a different country and not in the regular season? Well, they're certainly going to be. Know, you know, your rules are certainly going to be what the host nation's laws are, though. Yes, you know yes. what I mean. Like, if you can't be a sports star in America and smoke, and you can't be a you can't smoke at all in another country, then why did you have it with you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get me wrong. It sucks. And she, it, it, I feel bad for her, but none of this is accidental. You, you brought it with you. You know what I mean? Like, Bingo. first thing you learn as a young soldier or a young service member is ignorance will not get you off. Like, you will still go to jail if you break a rule, even if you didn't know the rule. Mm-hmm. But when you go to a place like Russia, you know the rules. You don't go to a place like Russia without knowing that they do not allow drugs in their country. You Bingo. know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't, first off, I would know everything there is to know about Russia if I ever had to go there. I would I would have, to, you would have to, because you, you don't want to end up in a prison for the rest of your life. Yes, sir. You know? 
Uh-huh. I did a lot of traveling when I was active duty Air Force as I was in aviation. And we always did an in-country brief to understand like what the host nation, like, mm-hmm. lo- you know, laws and customs yep. and stuff was. And, and, and then it's not just those things that are, you know, on paper or whatnot, but culturally, you know, mm-hmm. like what's acceptable versus, you know, what's not acceptable. Like, you know, let, let me just bring this up real quick. Did you know that in certain countries it is considered disrespectful to show the bottoms of your feet? Yeah, of course. You know, like think yeah. about this. You're just lounging down or whatnot, you know, and you it just have an the shoes off and you just have your feet up. Well, if I can see the bottoms of your feet in certain countries, that's considered an insult, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's knowing those things because let's say uh you know, some dignitary was driving by or whatnot, and they just so happened to look out the corner of their uh, car window and see the bottom of your feet, but they got some type of power and they want to display it. And you have just insulted me and they pull over that car and decide to, you know, uh, assert authority because you got the bottoms of your feet shown. Uh, you, you just have to know these things, you know, when, when you're going to these other countries. And you and I have a very similar thought in that um, whether it was unintentionally packed because you were in a hurry or not, you you have to be careful about what it is that you're yeah. doing when you're in other countries. So first off, in in a court in a court in America, that that wouldn't fly. It wouldn't fly because if the court constantly let people off because they said they unintentionally did it that would be everyone's defense all the time always you know what i mean i i didn't intend for that to happen oh well then you know obviously you're an upstanding individual and we have to believe you all the time every time you can just g- get out of jail free you know that's mm-hmm. not how it works it's not how it works here it's definitely not how it works there you know and i mean everything about what we know of Russia just from the outside looking in, like it's just, it's a bad idea just to go there, period. Like I understand people out here trying to make some money in the off season, but I mean, like in the, in the, in the letter Biden wrote, he talks about her and her wife. And I'm like, you do realize they don't even like gay people in that country. Like you talking about it probably makes them want to keep her in prison even more. Yeah. You know? Like, I would I would never go there. Never. Nope. I would never understand why anybody would want to. Now, Brittany Griner's case brought up something that was very similar, somewhat, of a teacher that was arrested last summer who was recently charged uh, and given a very similar sentence as to Brittany Griner. But this guy had a, a little bit more than what Brittany Griner had, and I, mm. I want to say somewhere in this article, it had the amount as well. My highlighter uh, app or extension had decided to stop working, but I wanted to highlight. So with this guy, he was a teacher. He had also had um, kind of high, fr- uh, n- not friends and family, but like friends like that were high up, you know, that wrote some letters and things like that. Mm. And 
uh, he still got the treatment. You know what I'm saying? He still got made an example out of as far as uh, getting caught with marijuana or cannabis and prosecuted to the full extent of Russian courts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking myself, hey, if this guy who's older, who, you know, has a good body of work as far as what he's known for and the connections and things that he's made, uh, and he still got hemmed up, which uh, there was a part in here, and let me see if I can find it, where when he got arrested with the amount that he had, there was at some point, he made it seem like it wasn't going to be that big of a deal. Mm. All right? And to me, that spoke to some type of privilege right there. And when he didn't get off, essentially, that's when you know, his family members and people started going, oh, oh, crap. Like, this is real, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so with the Brittany Griner thing coming up, this family and rightfully so kind of use the spotlight to put his story out there because I never heard of this guy, you know. And mm -hmm. I like to say that I keep my ears to just what's going on in the world. But the world is big and there's a whole lot of news and things. So I can understand why. I wasn't put on to this one. But yeah, Mark Fogel, six years old, sentenced to 14 years for uh, the amount of drugs that he got caught. And um, his reasoning for, you know, hey, I'm old and you know, I'm in pain and this stuff, you know, helped my like, pain. I get I'm, it. Like, I get it. That, but medically get something else if you're going to Russia. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, get something else if you're going to Russia. Like, any other country check to see what their laws are you know what i mean like i get you're in pain like like just i hope i hope that our government can get all of them out but honestly i don't see that happening and and everybody acts like this is the first time or only time this has ever happened this has this is there was a dude in the 90s who stole a flag or something and got flogged <laughs> he got flogged he got caned in like Singapore, oh, he got man. caned. Yeah, is and, and he tried to be all apologetic and everything. And everybody, it was it was huge in the news. Everybody was like, "Oh, he doesn't deserve to get punished." Cause like, like breaking a law in their country doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter to Americans because we're Americans and we can just do whatever the fuck we want. Like that that kind of. And you could call it privilege, you could call it whatever the fuck you want, but service members specifically, and maybe because we're so well prepared prior to and we're we're told and informed and educated, we break rules in countries sometimes and we pay the prices. Mm -hmm. We almost always do. Like I, I there may be some fringe cases that where people get away with murder. And not literally murder, but you know what I mean. Um but for the most part, if we break any laws, they're super minor, like drunken intoxication, public intoxication kind of stuff might be some of the worst that you hear about things. Um, but we've been known to get in trouble, too. And the funny part about the military is they will fucking throw you under the bus because you fucked up. You know what yep. I mean? You fucked up. Nobody else like you can't feigning ignorance or being ignorant are, are are the same thing in the court of law they don't matter 
you broke a law. You should have known better. That is the responsible adult thing to do. I feel bad for these people in, in these stories and, and stuck in Russia. Of all places, I would never want to go to a Russian prison. I've seen the movies. I'm sure they're not true. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I just have a Hollywood expectation of what the prison in Russia looks like. Yep. I'm but if it's anything like our at all costs. <laughs> nobody's trying to go to the gulag for real. <laughs> but like it's just it's a bad situation. And mm-hmm. we're not comparing Fogel and, and Griner or mm-hmm. Griner? Griner? Griner, yeah. We're Griner. not comparing them. We're not comparing them. One deserves both deserve to be in in, in, in trouble. Not in jail for 10 years. I don't agree with that because that's that's intense for just marijuana but ultimately ultimately that's the laws of that country and if it's the law in this country we have people serving 25 years in prison for fucking marijuana something that's legal in most states now like let's fix that we're gonna we're gonna worry about two americans in russia let's fix all the ones in america you know since we're so fucking good let's take care (laughs) of our own first you know then we'll take care of these people who wildly trespassed in other countries and got in trouble you know focus on our people at home let's fix that first then we can worry about all that stuff let's stop giving away criminals to get people out of prison let's stop doing that that sets a bad precedent uh-huh and And leaves a bad taste in people's mouths too and, and what joe's talking about is there's talks and conversations with Brittany griner mark fogel and some other people there's other yeah. Potential exchanges that have been talked about with various people that have done various things. And if you were to put, I mean, we're talking about human lives, all right? But in some cases, what this human did versus what this human did, the scales are really balanced. Not the same level. When you're talking about exchanging them back to their countries. And you're, you're talking about trading a couple of people who had a little pot in their bags for the Lord of War. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's not equal. It's not equal at all. Like, this guy's going to walk out there and start shipping weapons back and forth to multiple countries. It's not the same thing. Uh-uh. I'm sorry, but four people's 10 years of their lives is not worth letting that guy get out and potentially causing the deaths of millions of people, mm-hmm. you know? But Americans are stubborn, man. They're like, oh, no, I want this person out. I don't care what it takes. And I'm just going to I'm going to let the go. I'm going to want the government to do it. And then after the government does it, then I'll pretend like I'm pissed off at how they did it. Because mm-hmm. that's how America is. That, that's America for you right there. It's like, you, yeah, you did what we wanted, but I don't like the way you did it. So now I'm mad at you. But I still get what I want and I get to be a dick about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Hey, look, I encourage people to travel. It's what opened my eyes to the world. It's what opened my eyes to a lot of different uh, cultures and stuff. And I'm not done and I'm extremely thankful for it. I've got my passport. My passport's actually right here. It's within arm's reach. I can grab it and just, and you run. know, show the passport <laughs> book. But there's a couple of different things. A, Know about the place that you're going. Understand their customs and cultures and things like that. And use resources like uh, state.gov's website and, hell, Facebook, which is what we're also going to be talking about as well. And, you know, Travelocity. And there's so many resources that 
you can't feign ignorance. As a matter of fact, there's so many resources that if anything, you can say, man, I was overwhelmed with too much information and didn't really know what to digest. If you were to say something like that, I'd be like, yeah, I agree. But just to be like, yeah, I just didn't know. Come on now. Come on. Uh, so yeah, travel, just, you know, be smart about it and be careful. Maybe stay away from third world countries or places that actively hate Americans. Yeah. Hey, uh, yes. Like if you're going to go to Korea, North Korea Korea specifically. Yeah. North Korea specifically. North Korea. Uh. (laughs) I wouldn't go. You, you wouldn't catch me there or or China there. Like China, China, like I wouldn't go to China. China right now. Hey, I'm not speaking ill of China. All right. No, so hey, I mean, y'all, hey, so don't come after me, China. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know how welcomed I would feel right. coming to visit China. You I don't know, know how if, welcome we are. Yes. <laughs> if if you were to welcome me and say, you know, uh give me the how uh North Korea mm-hmm. gives uh Dennis Rodman the Dennis Rodman treatment mm-hmm. and welcome me, hey, and, and that's a different story. It's but a trap. I am informing you that I don't feel welcome, but do y'all. <laughs> I, I feel like that is not that is not a proper stereotypical black reaction to traveling to China. <laughs> I feel like it's a trap. I feel like it's a, yeah, sure they let they let they let Dennis Rodman in, but it's just to make you feel comfortable. And then you get there, it's like we don't like your people. You're going to prison for being you. You know what I mean? Right. Like mm, Yep, it's like yeah. what rule did I break? And they'll make up something and and then timestamp it like from a week ago. And, and it was something that I did, but they rubber stamped it just to you know just to hear me up. There's something that is it's funny um, because uh, people in America, uh, the black community, I've heard before that most black Americans have to know the legal codes in America to prevent the law from abusing them and and falsely you know, arresting them. I feel like that wouldn't work in China. <laughs> nope. You know what I mean? Like you'll go there and you'll know all the laws and they'll just make some shit up on the spot and put you in prison anyways. Yep. I mean, it kind of happens here too. So, I mean, uh, hey. you, you, I tell you who you wouldn't catch in, in China ever, period. Does his first name start with a J? Yeah. Indeed. yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, hey. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, we're going to get to our main story for today, and it's the resistance. It, it has a lot to it. it. It has several different themes in it, which is why I wanted to discuss it today. One we've talked about in the past with a special guest, and then another one we've kind of branched on as well. And it involves technology, data and abortions all right so Mm. let's just let's just jump right into it i'm going to share my screen here and for those of y'all that are listening to this on audio um i might include the links into the show notes as well we'll see but in this article all right the headline written by cbs bay area said nebraska mother and teenager face charges in teens abortion after police obtain their Facebook DMs. And initially I was like, yo, uh, what happened? All right. Mm. Like what happened for the police to work with Facebook and for Facebook to just go, here's the data. All right. So 
let's jump into it. A Nebraska mother and her teenage daughter are facing criminal charges following the teen's abortion in April in a case where police obtained their Facebook messages about the abortion through a search warrant. So let's just stop there. All right. <sighs> Break that down, Joe, in a way that is a little bit more digestible and give your thoughts on just what that first paragraph talked about. So first off, first off, there's a snitch somewhere. There's a snitch somewhere because how did the police find out about it? Mm -hmm. First off. So, um, so somebody very close to these people is ratting on them. First off. Uh, second of all, so, so they broke a law. It's a law. It's been a law before Roe was overturned. So it's not like it's a new law and it's not like it was a bad law that was in place because Roe v. Wade got overturned. This has been a law for a, a, a long time in that state. So it's not something new. Like they didn't accidentally fall into the gray area of Roe v. Wade getting overturned and some new shit changes. So they broke a law and somebody reported them. The police did their investigations and found out that they broke a law. Um. And then in that investigation, they, they got her medical records, which I didn't realize that was legal. Like, I thought that was illegal, too. Like, I thought you're mm. like, you know, like, again, Hollywood fucking my head up. Doctors are always like patient pro provider confidentiality. You know what I mean? Like, how did they get her medical records? Hey, you're going a little bit more into the story. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, no, it's right there in the first two paragraphs. You know what I mean? Like they talk about ah, them getting their medical records. Let's bring it back oh, up. Okay, there, let's bring it back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so my thing, so my th yeah, see right there, they indicates that that she got that that they got her medical records. Uh -huh. So, first off, the hospital snitching on them, and then Facebook snitching on them, which doesn't surprise me. Facebook kind of snitches on everybody, but the concept of privacy in this whole scenario seems very murky. Like, hey, I mean, man. I don't expect, I don't see, I don't think privacy really exists in this country anyways. Like we all kind of feel like the alphabet agencies are paying attention to what we're doing anyways. And I mean, Facebook, Google, all of that stuff, they, are constantly bringing up ads whenever you're talking about something around a device with a microphone. So, I mean, obviously everything's listening to you, but to take your shit and give it to the police, that's like, I remember the FBI trying to subpoena Apple to unlock a device so that they can get somebody's records. And Apple was like, you can beat feet. You know, that's yep. privacy. You know Apple what I mean? came back and said, nope. And man, Facebook, I respected him for that. Yeah, for real. Me too. But Facebook, mm -mm, snitching, straight <laughs> up snitching. So, but I mean, so yeah, man, this mother and daughter were originally charged with removing, concealing, and abandoning a dead body, mm. which is considered a felony, concealing the death of another person, and false, false reporting. reporting. Uh, but the part here, this following sentence police got a tip claiming Celeste had miscarried and secretly buried the fetus with her mother's help. Now, mm. who who gave this tip? That's what I'd like to know. Like, 
It, if you're going to, like, first of all, all right, let, let me just bring us back up here. Assistant, zoom in on me. I'm not trying to tell people how to break the law. But if you're going to do something like this, you got to keep that circle so tight that it's like you, the mom, and somebody that you choose to help. Because uh, as we get into the story, you'll realize that there was a third party that also assisted in getting this taken care of. I would not go advertising or disclaiming that, hey, so I had an abortion, aborted the body, and went and had Jim Jones down the road bury it for me. You you don't bring that up in the conversation. You don't say that to anybody. So if you're going to do something like murky like that, this I mean, this isn't this isn't like a homicide. They didn't go out and actively kill somebody. I think their circle was tight, but at 20 weeks, she was probably showing, or 23 weeks, she was showing probably, and people <laughs> knew she was pregnant. And then, like from one day to the next, she wasn't pregnant anymore. Somebody was nosy. Mm. That's what that was. Somebody was nosy, or some evil bitch was like, you know. She she had an abortion and I don't like it. Or she, you know, she didn't keep it and I wanted her to. So I'm going to rat her out. You know what I mean? A tip. You know, like they'll call it a tip, but it's snitching. Somebody was straight up snitching. <laughs> or is a super fucking nosy neighbor who got no, like, got nothing better to do with their time than to be like, oh, she must have had a, she must have had a miscarriage. A miscarriage. Oh, yeah, so man. sad. I wonder what they did with the body, police. You know what I mean? Like, people are fucking, it's either they're super nosy or they're an asshole. But ultimately, she broke the law. And I mean, it's not a new one. So yep. it's like, nope. sorry, um, guys. Court records were uh, were written as saying that police had originally interviewed them. And Celeste Burgess said that uh, she had unexpectedly given birth to a stillborn baby in the shower. She then uh, was quoted oh, she or perjured you know, herself too. That she woke her mother and that they put the the baby's body in a bag and later drove a few miles out of town, buried the body with the help of another man. I don't think they indicated even later who this other man was. Why did you need um, somebody else to help you? Uh, and that man had already pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor. Mm. Okay. Imagine being put in that that scenario you know somebody comes knocking on your door hey so uh jim i'm just gonna assume this person's name is jim hey jim uh i got a situation and i'm gonna need you to help me out here on this one and then jim realizes what it is and i mean uh, but i mean 23 weeks did you need jim to bury the body it wasn't big. I mean, maybe it's the size of maybe like it can be bigger than a baseball. How big are fetuses weeks? Twenty something weeks. I'd have to look this up. Google that shit. But I, I mean, I don't know. it's not a full size baby. You know, full size baby is about the size of a small football. You know what I mean? Size at that's at forty months weeks. or forty weeks, something like that. I'm uh, showing my fucking ignorance right now. Let's see. 
your baby or fetus is around 28.9 centimeters long from head to toe at 23 weeks. That's approximately the size of a squash and the weight of a packet of whole wheat dried pasta. And the limbs are now in proportion. Again, they didn't need Jim to help them bury the body. Nope. So nope. why are they bringing out all these people into their circle of trust? And I'm going to say something failure. And I'm going to say something stupid here. Uh, but I'm known for saying stupid stuff. I'm curious. Okay. What other men were around in both of these ladies' lives? All right. Because here's here's what I'm getting from this. And I don't know these two people. I, I don't know the young lady. I don't know the mom. But they're doing things probably, probably without, you know, the opposite gender around. And then, you know, when it comes time to well, bury this, you know, fetus, though this 23-year-old, you know, 23-week-old uh, fetus, uh, now you got Jim or whatever this dude's name, we're just calling him Jim, coming in to help out or whatnot. Shame on them. Well, so it might be a shit take, but if this wasn't about her health or anything like that, this was about maybe didn't want to have the baby. Why did you wait more than 20 weeks? Like, like, I mean, you know, the law is 20 weeks and you wait 23. Obviously, I mean, I don't think three weeks is enough. Like, is a like what happened in three weeks? That for the last 20, you were okay with it. And then three weeks pass and you're like, not okay with it. Hey, that is not a shit take. That's an excellent question. But we're we're guys and we have no idea. And, you know, we're not a part of the scenario. So we don't know what's up. But, I mean, in that state, you can get legal abortions. Why do it the way they did it? There's a lot of questions. There's a there's a lot of questions that goes along with that. I think even if we were to ask them, like not we, but you know, like I think that that's a question that almost a majority of people would ask. I don't yeah. think we'd get a a straight honest answer from them yeah. about the why. Yeah. At least not now. Yeah. Uh, not not until like maybe can't. they got some yeah. therapy to fully <laughs> understand it themselves. <laughs> Um, so it goes on to say here that police then served Facebook with a search warrant to access direct messages between the mother and daughter, allegedly detailing how Jessica Burgess obtained the abortion pills for her daughter and gave her instructions on how to take them. In July, a month after the original charges, the mom, Jessica, was also charged with two more fel- felonies, performing or attempting an abortion on a pregnancy at more than 20 weeks and performing an abortion as a non-licensed doctor. Mm. And uh, both of the the mom and the daughter pleaded not guilty to all charges last week. In a statement, Facebook said, nothing in the valid warrants we received from local law enforcement in early June prior to the Supreme Court decision mentioned abortion. I missed this sentence actually earlier. The warrants concerned charges related to a criminal investigation and court documents indicate that police at the time were investigating 
the case of a stillborn baby who was burned and buried, not a decision to have an abortion. Both of these warrants were originally accompanied by non-disclosure orders, which prevented us from sharing any information about them. The orders have now been lifted. Yo, yo, I don't think I actually understood that that statement until kind of just shady. now. That shady as fuck. Shady as fuck. Yeah, okay, it's super so shady. It, so, so, but so technically, my technically not a lie. Technically not True. a lie. So mm. if you legally can't do a search warrant for an abortion, you can legally do a search warrant because of, of the laws in that state against disposing of a body. They can say uh. whatever the fuck they want about the body if they found it. You know what I mean? They can say that it was burned. They can say it was crucified. They can say whatever the fuck they want. Oh, you know, we're trying to figure out who, if there was conspiracy here that they colluded to 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 dispose of a of a body. That's what we're looking for. And then, boom, they find all this other stuff in there. First off, seventeen and forty something years old. That seventeen year old still lives at home with mom. Why are they texting each other? All of this stuff. <laughs> Why are you posting? That's another, that's another question. Yeah. Why are you doing YouTube tutorials at home with your kid? About fucking Jesus, like it's it's insane. Hey man, we've talked. Yeah, about- but see, that's shady because they totally they totally pretended it wasn't about abortion. Well, not pretended, but the way they worded legally the document was it was not about an abortion. It was about disposal of a body. That's that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, this article They'll get here you, man. said that Forbes had reported that the case is one of the first instances of a person's Facebook activity being used to incriminate themselves in a state where abortion is restricted following the Supreme Court's decision in June to overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, is it restricted or is it just you can't do it past the... See, I feel like the terminology... I mean, it's not restricted. They just put a window where it's okay and a window where it's not okay. I mean, is it what... restricting? You know what I'm saying? Like it's providing in the, guidelines, in the definitions. I mean, you know, it's you are restricted. If you want to them to sound, if you want, if you want them to sound bad, you'll call it restricted. You know what I mean? But ultimately, if it's legal in that state before the twentieth week, then abortion is legal in that state. It's not restricted. It's legal. I think it's tomatoes, tomatoes, really. It is legal up until 20 weeks. I think it's a great way. It's a great way to make the state sound bad, even if Hmm. the state is at least giving them the opportunity and the option to do so. Hmm. You know? Okay. That it's a journalistic choice that they chose to put that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Interesting. All right. So um I wanted to highlight this because there's a lot of different things that I think that we could talk about with this. Uh, The main thing that I got from this actually is to be careful with your technology usage. Okay. Just kind of plain and simple. I am a heavy tech user. All right. I have, I have, I have three cell phones. I'm just going to put that out there. I have three cell phones. All right. Uh, For, for various reasons. And it while it can make things super convenient for you, it can also be a really big nightmare if it were to get hacked 
or if I was to be doing shady stuff and then get caught and then a warrant gets obtained and then now, boom, people got access to things that, you know, I thought was relatively safe. Okay. So Joe, what's your takeaway from that last article before we get into the word of the day and close out the show? So social media take, don't plan crimes in DMs. Like, don't don't plan crimes. Uh, if you're gonna plan a crime, talk to somebody. First off, don't break the law. That's that's a bad that's a bad choice immediately. But if you're gonna do that, don't be dumb about it. You know. Yep. Uh, there's <laughs> like if you work DOD or some areas where you have access to sensitive or secret information, they have what's called a skiff or a red room, and essentially it's a room that no electronics can go in so that's like smart watches um you know cell phones you cannot bring them in they have to be checked outside of the red room or the skiff yeah. or whatever room that nothing with the call. signal yep because signals can be used to uh receive Tag. information and things like that yeah. so hey look your privacy it, isn't private anymore dude like your, none privacy of your privacy is Just not private. Don't um, break the law. Don't break the law and you won't have a problem. Yep. There's people out there that are calling to, you know, stop using Facebook. Facebook is giving your information, you know, to the yep. law and stuff. And I mean But, but every platform is. I, yes. I don't care. I don't care which platform you 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 think is on your side. They're not. None of them are. Nope. All of them sell your information. Every single one of them information what they do to get away with it legally is they don't identify you individually or personally they put a fucking uh, random generated number on your account that is who you are technically identifying you but not without not while giving out personal and private information and then they sell it to everybody yep. including including the political groups you know what i mean they sell it to them too so they know how to market their 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 marketing campaigns to whom will click on it and share it and post it and 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 tweet it and like it you know they facebook twitter instagram all of them they all sell your information all of them to everybody um, they sell it to whoever wants to buy it that's how they make money that's how they stay rich and your private information is technically only loosely not connected to who you are as a person but trust me if somebody writes a warrant saying you did some shenanigans they're gonna give you up because they ain't trying to go to jail nope you know what i mean and they made their money off of you so they're good hey so y'all tell us what y'all think about all of that put it down in the comment section of this on youtube or facebook or if you're watching this i'm sorry if you're listening to this on any of the major podcasting platforms. Actually, technically, you can watch this on Spotify. Spotify, mm -hmm. we upload this in the video format. Mm -hmm. Let us know um, via email at just.joe.king.podcast at gmail.com. It's basically a dot after all of the words, okay? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Shoot us an email. We love to read your thoughts. All right, Joe. Last week, I think you gave the word, I don't know. Um, so <laughs> this week, what you got for me? <laughs> this week, I have for you vehemence. 
Say that again. Vehemence. Are you speaking German or English? No, it's English. It's English. (laughs) Vehemence. 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 Mm -hmm. Oh, man. All right. Vehemence. Vehemence? Mince? No. Men's. Vehemence. Okay. All right. Vehemence. Vehemence is... When you okay, so like if you vehemently believe in something, it means that you staunchly support whatever that decision is. Vehemence is like you don't staunchly support something, you just kind of like almost support it. Vehemence. Now you were you were on it. You were on it. It's <laughs> the display of strong feeling or passion. Okay. So the you were on it. You you were vehemently <laughs> stating your case or passion. Uh, spell it for me, sir. V e h e m e n c e e n c e. All right. So I'm going to put this up on the screen here. Vehemence, the display of strong feelings, or Passion. Hey, I was like, you know, if horseshoes and hand grenades awards you points. I, I mean, was close. I was close. That was, close. Close. <laughs> that was a good All one. Right. I'll take that. Like it it sounded like vehemently, but I didn't yeah. know it was like that's that's what the origin of the word, yeah. you know, like the same word. Vehemence is is yeah. Ve- vehemence. You know, I was telling my daughter because me and her was talking about the English language and and word usage and things like that. And I was telling her that we do this thing on the Just Joking podcast. And I said, selfishly, it's for me to increase my vocabulary. Plain and simple. I don't care if anybody else uh, don't get anything out of this. For me, this is helping me learn a new word. All right? There's loads of words to learn, man. Loads. Loads. Loads of words. Well, man, we have wrapped up another episode of the Just Joking Podcast. Y'all let us know what y'all think. We come on here live every two weeks. We try to keep it every other Wednesday at 7 p.m. U.S. Eastern. Sometimes we might not be able to stick to that. (laughs) But if you are a subscriber of the channel or a follower of our YouTube page, you will get the announcement for when we plan to go live. We try to, when we can confirm that we are going to go live, we make the posting announcement earlier in that same day. I might try to see if we can confirm like the day prior to where it's up 24 hours so that you'll know that we're coming on live because we like for people to come in and, you know, have a conversation with us, contribute to the live stream and share your thoughts and things as well. Joe, it was good to see you, man. It's good seeing you, man. Uh, always good to see you. Uh, I was going to come on here and give you crap for not seeing you a couple of Wednesdays ago, but <laughs> that would have just been me being me and, and mean. And I'm not going to talk. I am not going to be flummoxed by your decision not to show up. <laughs> oh, see what I did there? <laughs> nice. Very well, nice. Good. Flummox was one of the prior words, and I was I've been trying to find a way to use that in this stream, and I did it right at the very end. Nice, nice. <laughs> Under the wire. 
All right. Well, hey, man, as always, it's good to see you, man. I love yeah. you, brother. Uh, love you too, man. Here, and uh, we will see y'all on another episode of the Just Joking Podcast. Peace. <laughs>